Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 69 of the Talking the Line podcast. Yes, we are very mature here. And uh, hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this 69th episode of the TTL pod on this beautiful Tuesday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you guys today and dive deep into the value that we found across today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on, whether that be on YouTube. If you are, you might as well hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show. But if you are perhaps listening to the audio recorded version, make sure you subscribe there as well because we always do release the audio version after every live show. Next item on the docket, if you could also be so kind in addition to stopping by today, go ahead and hit that like button. Leave us a comment leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you guys do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but certainly not least looking for more ttl crew content well we got you covered head on over to this episode's description first link you're going to see there is the talking the line link tree within that link you will locate all of the ttl crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka. And once again, thank you so much for stopping by, hanging out, kicking it with me and my partner. If you're not watching live, you're listening, you're not seeing that man. So let me bring that man in now. You can see it on his shirt. You can see it right across his chest. His socks fandom, no one can hold a candle to it. It runs thicker than blood. And he is ready to see them back in action, but might have to wait another day. Bit of a rainy day here in the windy city of Shy City, my city, our city. But it's okay. We're going to make a little of our own sunshine in here today in the TTL production studio. So without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing 
pretty uh pretty damn all right we uh you know we've got a little bit of a bounce back day in action coming ahead for us we'll be getting into that in a second here but uh, i'm feeling pretty good as you mentioned gloomy day outside not the case in here we're ready to get rocking and rolling we've got a hell of a show coming up and uh i'm feeling pretty damn good about our picks today yes sir not the case at all in here absolutely beaming my friend Mm -hmm. you know that's uh one of my go-to mottos you know me colts motivation minutes if it's a little rainy outside people tend to have that negativity that ah man here we go again Ah. i always like to say hey make a little of your own sunshine today we'll get that positivity going you know what it says at the top of the screen before every show starts good vibes incoming and let me tell you folks they are coming today but first I don't want to say negative vibes by any means, but we got to do a little bit of the bad before we get into the good. I'm going to make this statement right now uh, that it's okay to fade the TTL crew on Mondays for the time being. I don't know that either one of us have really been hot on Mondays. The card for the MLB, the books know how to set it and they know how to make us spin in circles. It's not just us, it's every other capper out there for the most part. Few guys stayed far away from most of the MLB and cashed pretty good in soccer yesterday. Either way, Potentially, for the time being, fade us on Monday. But every other day, hammer every pick we play. You know us. Full transparency show here. So we ain't going to hide shit from you. We're men over here. We'll stand up. We'll tell you when we're wrong. So let's get into uh, yesterday's best bets of the day. Oh, oh my gosh. Cue the the Dylan Bundy yakking on the mound clip right now. Yes, sir. Yes, please. We will definitely get into that, too, in the rants and reactions. (laughs) But... Wow, good goodness gracious! Uh, it looks worse uh, on the screen. Uh, Mags had the one, the lone win for the crew yesterday, which I could not take because it was against my <laughs> Cubbies. Uh, so I went 0 and 5. Can't believe it. Um, haven't had an 0 for day. Uh, it, it, wow. A six spot that guy. All right, 0 for six. I I do apologize. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in <laughs> even more. I appreciate you looking a little bit more. Got to make the accountability. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So yeah, there's 0 for three on your side too, pal. Uh, either way, or 0 and three on your side i i I, either way uh so enough badgering enough bantering we had a shitty ass day it's time to get into a good day monday madness parlay no good whatsoever astros couldn't wake up canadians got rolled but the over nice and easy hope you took a little side action on that Hey, our money line dice, they kept us in the game, though. <laughs> Angels money line cashed nice and easy and uh, stayed under 10.5 as well, only in that eight runs. So uh, back it, to an even record. For back the to dice. an even record, 25, 25, and 1. So, with all that being said, let's get that disgusting Monday off of the screen. Please, please, don't go anywhere. Stay put. <laughs> you know, these things happen in the game we play. Yeah. And I promise you, we got the value coming at you today. We took a little bit of extra time today. That's why we're a little bit later coming onto the show. I was uh, just kind of scrambling around, getting everything finalized and set up right here as uh, right before we hit the start streaming button. Uh, so the whole time previous was spent diving through these today's lines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
I think we got some solid value coming out today. So kicking off today's show, we got the TTL Cruise best bets of the day. Our Mags is bringing you four best bets today, all MLB bets, and he is mainly taking care of the early slate. Me, I'm taking care of the evening slate for the MLB. I also have four picks coming at you for my best bets of the day. Then we'll get into the second segment of the day, the two for Tuesday parlay. That bad boy, one of the crew's favorite, is at 289. Plus 289 odds today, two-legger, one NBA leg and one MLB leg. you got to stick around for the second segment to get that special play today. Then we will uh, get into the Moneyline Dice. Moneyline Dice might be catching fire here, folks, so I suggest you stick around for the third segment. Going to be rolling today for the matchup between the San Diego Padres and the Cincinnati Reds. So we will uh, once again let the dice tell us what we need to play and have all of our faith in them. In the dice we trust. I trust. Have never sounded truer. True. 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 Facts. In, <laughs> I, don't in, uh, I don't either. Into the second half of the show, we're going to dive back into the war on sticky stuff. Some stuff I saw last night that my partner did not know about. Now he is privy to because I have clued him in. You might have not seen it, but you will soon find out. Also, a little other stuff happening on the mound. We just talked about uh, Dylan Bundy there. We'll get into that nonsense. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs happening last night. We'll get into that NBA rolling on again this evening. And then a little bit of UFC and other fighting stuff. I told you guys, I promised you I was going to bring you more information, keep you up to date, and I am holding true to my promise. I'm a man of my word. You guys don't know that yet, but you're soon to find out. This guy knows it. I say something, I live up to it. So it's time to bring you a little bit of extra stuff so you can bump up your UFC yeah. knowledge and your general MMA knowledge. Some big news, though. I We would have been touching on this. Yeah. No question. Regardless. 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 Absolutely Either regardless. Way, big news. So that will do it for uh, most of the Ransom Reaction. We do have a little extra stuff to get into there. Then uh, my motivation minutes today, just going to share a little uh, message on being still. Uh, giving you some perspective on that phrase, on that thought, on that mindset that uh, has really gotten me through a lot of difficult times in my life or some of those fork in the road moments. So hope you stick around for the very end of the pod for my motivation minutes, give you that little bit extra inspiration to get you through this Tuesday. But for now, cut all the nonsense, cut all the drama, cut all the banter. You could go to every other sports media outlet and get you come to the TTL pod for the stone cold locks, except on Monday and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. It is now time to get into the 69th episode of the TTL pod. Uh, if you're tired of me saying that already, well, you better get used to it because it's going to happen at least 100 more times on today's show because the 69th only comes around once. So without further ado, time to get into the first segment of the day, the TTL crew's best bets of the day. As always, kicking things off with RMAG's best bets of the day. Told you just a little bit ago, he's got four MLB bets coming at you. I'm not even going to spoil anything for you guys this time around. You know the vibes that are coming out of this show today. We are putting Monday behind us, looking Tuesday square in the face, and kicking it straight in the teeth. I suggest you listen up, pull out those sports books, get ready to hammer these plays in as soon as he drops them down because there is serious value about to come your way. So without further ado... As always, partner, 
you have the floor. All righty, mate. I appreciate it. So as my partner mentioned, I've got four picks today, and I am back in four pitchers that I absolutely love to dominate all game long for their teams. First one is my main man here, possibly my main favorite pitcher to bet on all season long. Marlins first five money line versus the Phillies. I'm going Trevor Rogers versus Vince Velasquez. Now Trevor Rogers, 208 ERA on the season. Actually a little bit better on the road. 2.01 ERA in his road starts. And he's actually faced Philly a couple times this season. Only allowed uh, one earned run in each of those starts over 12 and two-thirds innings combined. So it's not any type of fluke action here. He handles this offense well, and he's done it a couple times this season. And he's facing a Philly offense that's uh, you know a little bit on the downslope right now. Last five versus lefties, 226 batting average, 305 OBP, only 3.21 runs per nine. Uh, so nothing special there from the Philly offense. They're only averaging under three runs per game over those last five. And you're giving me Vince Velasquez on the mound for the Phillies on the other side. He's got a 4.74 ERA on the season. Getting worse as we get into it here in the middle of the uh, season here. 6.23 ERA here in June. Only finished five innings pitch once in his last five starts. And he's actually worse at home. 5.18 ERA. So things aren't going so super well here for Vince Velasquez. The biggest thing that I like here, you know, this Miami offense gives me a little bit, bit of concern every now and then. But against Vince Velasquez... They've actually beat the hell out of him in his career. Jesus Aguilar, Jazz Chisholm, and Starling Marte have a combined 11 for 19. Uh, bats per, uh, hits per at bat record there for those three guys. So three guys that you love to see to have big numbers. And that's just the best of it. There's still some other guys that have some good numbers there. So contrary to what you might be thinking, I actually like Miami's offense today. And I like Trevor Rogers to keep them to, uh, you know, Two runs tops, and I'm thinking zero or one partner, and we get a nice 3-1 first five victory here for the Marlins. I think you're spot on. Uh, this was I, I put this in my bet slip, and I turned around in my chair in the lab. I looked at you, and I said, uh, you probably like those Marlins on the first do. five, don't you? And you just shook your head and smiled. So nothing else I can add. I love them just as much. I've already hammered this play in. So uh, once again, Marlins first five money line, first play of the day coming from our mags. Hammer it in. Alrighty, second play coming out of the Rays versus Nationals, and I'm actually taking the Tampa Bay Rays first five money line with Rich Hill on the mound versus Joe Ross. Rich Hill, 3.52 ERA. He was absolutely amazing in May, 0.78 ERA. Then he had a couple of four earned runs out in June. You thought maybe the old dog was going back to his ways, uh, being an old dog. Uh, but he actually followed that up last week with a one earned run outing over five innings pitch versus the Red Sox uh, at a time when the Red Sox were really hitting really well. And in this uh, in his career versus the Nats lineup, the Nats hitters are hitting a combined 127 batting average with a 241 OBP. So he handles this team really well. Uh, last 10 for the Nats versus lefties. Contrary to what you might think, this Nats offense has been hot, but not against lefties. 143 batting average last 10 games, 265 OBP, 0.71 runs per nine versus lefties partner. And, you know, the big story out of this Nats team, we all know it. I know it. We've all been following it. We've all seen the highlights. Mr. Kyle Schwarber is a walking home run right now, but he is doing that all against righties. And when I say all against righties, it is all against righties. Is it all against righties? It is all against righties. 23 of his 24 home runs on the season are versus righties. Only one versus a left-hander on the year. 
and he is a combined one for nine in his career versus Rich Hill. So needless to say, I love Rich Hill to keep them um, off the board today. And, uh, you know, you got Joe Ross on the other side of the bill. I'm not even going to dive too far into him because he is quite possibly the most unpredictable unpredictable pitcher in baseball this season. He's got a 4-1-2 ERA, 5.74 ERA at home. He's got a handful of shutouts, but he's also got a handful of five, six, seven, eight earned run outings. So needless to say, he is, in my opinion, the most unpredictable pitcher in baseball. I think the I think the Rays get him for at least a couple today if he doesn't have a, one of those blowout outings because he is kind of due for it if you're looking at the trends from a season. That's not what I'm necessarily betting on today, but I do love Rich Hill and the Rays to uh, you know, keep down the Nats offense and also put up at least a couple on the uh, Joe Ross here, partner. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I had uh, told you at first, I kind of like Washington in this spot, but uh, more diving deep into it. Yeah, Joe Ross has had a... A good June, got a good ERA posted right now, but I think he's going to start to regress back to the mean. And from what we've seen, uh, just like you said, man, I I just don't think this is going to be his day. Right. And uh, apparently Rich Hill has been really, really doggone good. And that was another thing that uh, cited me over to you, that Schwarber is not good against him. And Schwarber's doing all of his heroics right now, which we'll actually get into in the rants and reactions, mm-hmm. uh, all against right-handed pitching. So Right. I'll so, back you as well again. Right. And another reason why I'm liking the first five, because you just don't know with the, you know, the Rays bullpen is good, but who knows what the matchups are going to be beyond that. And Rich mm-hmm. Hill's consistently going at least five innings. So there's my second play. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Partner, so kindly keep things moving right along with the third best bet coming from you today. All right. Third out of four. I've got uh, sticking in the National League here. Mets versus Braves. I'm taking the Braves first five money line. You've got Tyler McGill for the Mets right-hander versus Charlie Morton for the Braves righty. Uh, Morton is getting better and better as this season goes along. Over his last two, he's got his best two outings of the season, coming off back-to-back shutouts of at least seven innings pitched. That's a combined 14 and two-thirds innings pitched, only four hits, zero earned runs, two walks, and 18 Ks. He's pitching his best of his season right now. And uh, that most recent start was actually against these Mets. Seven innings pitch, one hit. And uh, you might say, okay, now the Mets see him again coming in uh, the second week in a row. Okay, the Mets see him again coming in a second week in a row. The Mets are seeing him now for a second week in a <laughs> row coming in and going to change the story. However, that is not a fluke. The He has faced the Mets earlier on in May. Gave up only two hits over six innings pitch, one earned run. So he dominates these Mets offense, needless to say, Thank you for the help. Absolutely, my friend. <laughs> you know, just being facetious yeah. over here today. I <laughs> yeah. took my funny pills. All right. Um, <laughs> Mets last 10 versus righties. 214 batting average, 294 OBP, only 2.94 runs per nine. So they're not really getting done versus right-handers right now, and you're giving me a right-hander who absolutely dominates them historically. Uh, and on the other side of the bill, you've got Tyler McGill making his second career start. Faced these Braves last week, and contrary to what I was just saying about seeing Charlie Morton for the second time in back-to-back weeks, I like this Braves offense to see a young, young pitcher for the second straight week without the experience of handling an offense like the Braves. Faced the Braves last week, four and a third innings pitched, two earned runs. I like that number to jump up and uh, maybe chase him out of the third or fourth inning a little bit sooner this time around. So needless to say, I think that offense is going to figure him out. And I absolutely love Charlie Morton to keep the Mets off the board once again today for another first five money line. Absolutely. Uh, Take the words right out of your mouth. Charlie Morton has only continued to improve. And I think that uh, that trend continues here today. The Braves have uh, kind of been lackluster here. The uh, 
uh, halfway through the halfway point of the season. And uh, I think they start to turn things around here, especially we get to the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, I thought, I think you start to hear about a lot of those big names um, from the Braves. Because, I mean, think about it. How often have you heard of Acuna and, right. and some of those big guys so far uh, this season? They just right. haven't been doing what they should. But I think this might be the start of the turnaround, and especially against that young pitcher. Yeah, I Mets. agree with you, at least offensively. Because, I mean, they got a couple of injuries to their starting rotation. So that offense is going to have to pick up some slack. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, that is number three. Number four is coming out of, once again, the National League. I am going, you're not going to like this one again, partner, as uh, as it was yesterday. Cubs versus Brewers. I am taking the Brewers on the run line this time around. Minus one and a half. Got Zach Davies on the mound for the Cubs versus Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers right-hander. And I am backing the mess out of Brandon Woodruff. He's got a 1.89 ERA on the season, 0.76 whip. And uh, on top of that, Brandon Woodruff has been one of my favorite pitchers to back, but in this spot particularly, he has faced the Cubs three times this season, a combined 19 innings pitched, six hits, one earned run, 24 Ks. So needless to say, uh, it has not gone well for your Cubs offense against Mr. Woodruff. And now... uh, you know, not just this season. Historically, 113 batting average versus him, 165 OBP, 189 slugging. He has made them look silly. And as I have mentioned, as my partner has acknowledged, the Cubs versus right-handers right now are pretty cold. 156 batting average, 256 OBP, 2.71 runs per nine. So things are a little rough for the Cubbies offense right now. And, uh, you know, I was a little reluctant to uh, fade Zach Davies in this spot. He has been a little unpredictable. 4.31 ERA, obviously, through the first six innings of the Cubs' no-hitter last week versus the Dodgers. However, he did have five walks, so not completely unblemished there. And that start actually followed a an eight-earn-run outing versus the Miami the week before. So that kind of illustrates how unpredictable he is. I think the Brewers get him for at least a few runs here. They put up 14 yesterday. I don't always love that you know, backing them the next day after a double digit run. But I love Brandon Woodruff enough to where I think the Cubs put up at least four or excuse me, the Brewers put up at least four or five in this game. Leading me to the Brewers minus one and a half. I don't know. I obviously uh I can't I can't side with you <laughs> on that one. Uh yeah, that really hurts. Um my Cubbies, I tweeted it out yesterday. They're just in the midseason slump. So yeah. all of you guys that want to get off the bandwagon that jumped on that are not uh, true bleeders of the blue and red, see you guys later. I'll be sitting right here on the uh, caboose while seeing you guys all roll off the tracks. But don't come trying to run back to the train once we get back hot again after the All-Star break, if it takes that long, which I don't see it happening. But yes, they are a little bit cold. Uh, Zach Davies, eh, you never really know. Um, But the one thing I am surprised about, and you did say it at the end, I'm surprised you did say it to give me the opportunity to bring it back, is one of your biggest trends that you fade is when a team has huge runs put up the next day is that you hate them to put up runs the very next day. On the flip side, I typically fade guys who threw no hitters in the next start too, though. True that. True that. Hey, it's gambling, baby. Who really knows either way? So if you're a Cubby fan, don't listen to this guy. But great analysis, partner. Love the play. Brewers minus one and a half for your fourth and final best bet of the day. Anything else you need to lay down, discuss, talk about any additional knowledge, my friend? No, I'm just uh, I'm I'm beyond juice to back all four of these guys today. I've uh, you know, there was a stretch there where I was nailing some of these pitcher matchups, but uh, some of my offenses there were letting me down. But I am all in on all four of these guys today. All right, my friend. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our mags best bets of the day.
Wasn't doing that the whole time. Now we got four in there. It's it is a wrap now. Get out the brooms. Four and zero sweep coming up. They, you know, it's just a it's a polar opposite. Real bad day, one day. Very next day, real great day. Sweet. And you know, around the TTL pod, it isn't five, six, seven days a week that we have. It's one day out of twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, for crying out loud, it, it just doesn't happen. Forgive us one bad day but i also wanted to mention before i did dive into uh, my best bets of the day we had some uh, additional plays like for instance today the hawks minus six and a half minus or plus six and a half plus seven um i like them if it gets over the key number of seven if it gets to seven and a half i will hammer the hawks because everybody and their dogs are on the bucks tonight even with all the storyline and everything you just you just have to play certain things. So, uh, especially with the Clippers last night, we both played the Clippers uh, on the spread. I took the money line and I doubled down at halftime. Um, so, with all that being said, we do have additional bets. These are our best bets of the day, but it is gambling, baby. So, we bet a lot of other stuff. So, follow us on the Action Network app. That is where I'm going with all of this. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt partner is at our mags in all caps and then you can follow the best bets of the day at talking the line for the entire crew page just wanted to mention that but let's keep things rolling along second half of the first segment of the day my best bets of the day also told you i got four best bets coming at you not gonna hesitate not gonna delay no waiting around here uh do have to just briefly check a few things from the video standpoint looks good all right ladies and gentlemen let's get into my best bets of the day first best bet coming at you i am going on over to the matchup between the seattle mariners and the toronto blue jays and i am taking the seattle mariners first five run line plus one and a half uh, mouthful there but uh, had to make sure i said it right yes the first five run line is at plus one and a half and it is extremely great value today, even with how high-powered this Toronto offense is. Mainly comes down to the pitching matchup. You got Chris Flexen on the mound for the M's, and then you have Robbie Ray on the mound for the Blue Jays. Now, Chris Flexen has actually been dominant, dominant, dominant. He is the winningest money pitcher in the MLB right now. 10-3 and record and overall winnings based on a $100 better of $8.95 on the season. Granted, has been in a lot of underdog spots, but nonetheless, he still has been really, really solid. So I'm going back to the well on him. I have backed him plenty of times when the run line was at plus a half. Now you're giving me plus one and a half. Give me all of it. But a couple key stats and trends just to let you guys know why I'm backing this so heavily. Flexen's only had nine earned runs in his last five starts. You take away one bad outing against Oakland, and he has been a money man. He's gone at least six innings or more in all of those starts, and he's got a 3.04 ERA in June. So he's been pretty doggone dominant in the month, and only one player on this Blue Jays offense has faced Chris Flexen, and that is George Springer. He is one for three, and outside of that, nobody else has faced him. So I like Flexen to have this Toronto Blue Jays lineup up 
off balance all night long, really. At least five, six innings, I do believe he can make it through this lineup. Now, for Robbie Ray on the opposing bump for the Jays, he hasn't pitched against Seattle this season, but that lineup and the players in the lineup have historically hit really, really well against him. 48 at-bats so far, 344 batting average, 403 on-base percentage, and a 992 OPS. Ray has given up eight earned runs in his last five starts, and he's given up at least one earned run in each of those. Compared to Flexen, in two starts, he gave up zero earned runs. So he has actually been limiting those runs. He just had a few rough outings, but I'd like him to get back to his mean of being really doggone good and dominant. Last but not least, a couple key trends. Seattle is 7-3 and three straight up to the plus 1.5 or covering the plus 1.5 rather in the first five innings over their last 10 games. Their straight up record is 4-4-2, four, four, and two, but they have covered that plus 1.5, 7-3, so I absolutely love that. These two teams haven't played since 2019, but Seattle is 4-1 in the last five historically. So we'll see if that does continue, but I do like that trend to happen here. And I, last but not least, for the present day, I love Flexen to continue being the one of the most winning money pitchers in the MLB right now. Robbie Ray has had his struggles from time to time, especially against this lineup, it does appear. So I think this M's lineup has plenty of firepower. Uh, J.P. Crawford and a few other of those guys can get it done against Robbie Ray and Flexen can definitely keep this game within one run uh, if anything does happen on that front. So all that being said, my first best bet of the day, the Seattle Mariners first five run line plus one and a half. I like it, man. I might even sprinkle, uh, you know, maybe a quarter unit on the first five actual straight up money line because, uh, you know, you mentioned everything about Chris Flexen. You nailed it there. He has been really solid, but this Mariners team is sneakily one of the hottest teams in baseball right now, and I'm not even just saying that because they took two out of three for my White Sox over the weekend. They've been doing it for the last 10 days or so. Did it I to think. your Rays today, too? Uh, yeah. or, well, yeah, in the yeah, past, in but the past. Yeah. yeah, 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 no question. So, I mean, I, I like the Ray, uh, Mariners, uh, especially on top of those Robbie Ray numbers against mm. them. Uh, and I did not realize that, so I'm glad you mentioned that. So Absolutely. With the extra one-and-a-half run, I love that play for you. Absolutely, and I want to keep these a little bit more clear, concise, and cut. You know, some of the key things that I'm seeing, you don't need to know the, every stat in the book and what they got and yada, yada. Let's get right to the point. Why does Colt love it that much? And that's why. So moving on. Second best bet of the day. Thanks, sir. Rolling on over to the matchup between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the St. Louis Cardinals. And no, just because I'm a Cubby fan doesn't mean I'm making this play. It is actually a very valuable, sharp play. I am taking the Arizona Diamondbacks first five run line plus a half. This one for me comes almost 100% down to the pitching matchup and that both offenses are really, really cold right now. And I am not buying that 7-1 to one victory for St. Louis last night. Arizona had very poor pitching on the mound and uh, St. Louis was able to get it done with a decent pitching with Adam Wainwright, I do believe it was. Stayed away from the game in general, but today... The Diamondbacks finally have some value, even though they consistently have been losing. Told you it's the pitching matchup, and Caleb Smith is going to be on the mound for the Diamondbacks. He has been one of the only guys that Arizona can depend on this season so far. He started off kind of as a bullpen guy. He'd go two, three innings. They'd bring in the next bullpen guy. It'd be a bullpen day for the Diamondbacks. 
Well, he was being so doggone dominant that the D-backs have started to trust him, and he's actually started to go further into games. He's pitched at least five innings in four out of his last five games overall. He's had two official road starts and pitched 12 games on the road, so there you officially know he was started out being a bullpen guy. But overall, he's got a 220 opponent batting average allowed and a pretty pristine 2.66 ERA on the road. He holds a 2.73 ERA in the month of June. He's given up two runs or less and it's more like or less in eight out of his last 10 games overall and he owns a 0.00 era against this cardinals team in two and a third innings pitched this year 12 at bats 129 batting average 152 obp and a 581 ops really limited them i like him to at least go five innings against the cardinals here today get that era stay right at 0.00 and i think he can get uh maybe up to a seven and a third innings maybe even six and a third innings we'll see what happens but I love Caleb Smith here today especially going against the opposing pitcher for the Cardinals of Carlos Martinez. Carlos Martinez has been fade city all season long, my friends. He has 14 starts overall, 3-9 and nine record on 73 innings pitched with a 255 opponent batting average, 351 on base percentage allowed, a 678 ERA and a 1.44 whip. Six home starts for Martinez so far this year, 256 opponent batting average allowed, 585 ERA in Bush Stadium on 32 and a third innings pitched. He's got 13.73 ERA to his name in the month of June, giving up a combined 30 earned runs in his last five starts, and he's only made it out of the fifth inning once in those last five starts. He owns a 4.50 ERA against these Diamondbacks this year, and I am not trusting his inconsistent ass. There is no way. I don't care what the Cardinals offense is going to do. Martinez has literally just said, here, opposing team, here's ball, send it over the wall. I cannot back him here today. There's really not any key trends or anything I can tell you about the Diamondbacks because honestly, they have not been good at all this year, but this is a sharp play. This is a spot you need to back them in and a spot I will happily take the first five run line half backing because uh, I think they get it outright or at least have it tied. So second, best bet of the day, Arizona Diamondbacks. First five, run line plus a half. Hammering in with you, my man. Carlos Martinez is a revolving door right now. Fucking dumpster fire. I I didn't dive too deep into him. I was curious to see if you're going to say his home uh, ERA, and you did, and it's, uh, you know. Terrible. It's bad. It's bad. So, uh, yeah. 13-7-3 in June, my friend. Yeah. 30 earned runs in his last five. Yeah, you know, there was a few starts ago where I was thinking it might turn around for him and he might start to churn out, you know, kind of become what he used to be the last couple of seasons, but uh, it's not going that way. Well, it started to do that, and then he had a great game against Pittsburgh, right. and I actually told you that the last time I faded him, uh-huh. and ever since then, the wheels have just continued to right fall off. off. So right off. there you go. There you have it. Second best bet of the day. Glad you're back me as well, partner. On to the third best bet of the day, my friends. I am back over, back to the matchup, because I need some damn redemption. I am coming with a vengeance. Back to the matchup, Texas Rangers versus Oakland Athletics, and the line is super high for a reason, and I am buying the price. I am taking the Oakland Athletics first five run line minus a half. I love the Athletics to get this rebound because... 
I believe they have the same redemption mindset that I have today. You have the exact same pitching matchup last week that I bet on here in Oakland. Mike Fultonuwicz, Fulty will call him, you know how I do it, versus James Caprielian. Caprielian gave up one home run. The Rangers walked it off in the bottom of the fifth to lose us the first five innings. The A's know that, and there is no way that it comes close to that. Now, if you don't believe me and you just think I'm taking this play because I'm out for a vengeance and want to cash the Oakland Athletics, no, no. There is plenty more that goes into this play. Now, I already told you the pitching matchup. As for Fulty, he has been way too inconsistent and has been terrible on the road. Do not let that last game against these Oakland Athletics fool you. Five road starts so far for Fulty. 349 opponent batting average allowed. 740 ERA on the road and on 24 and a third innings pitch. So it really hasn't been that many outings or uh, innings and outings so far uh, this season. 935 ERA in the month of June for Fulty so far. He's given up at least two runs or more, as always, on the or more side of things in nine out of his last 10 starts. And he still gave up two earned runs to the A's in that previous game. It was just later in the innings. I like it to happen much, much earlier here today. And these Oakland Athletics versus Mike Fultonuix, 40 at-bats, 250 batting average, 374 on base percentage, and an 810 OPS. Give me the A's to beat the mess out of Fulty at home here today. But if you don't like all of that, I am also backing the hell out of James Caprielian, who was really dominant against these Texas Rangers and has been dominant, dominant, dominant at home. 13 innings pitched at home for him so far. 093 opponent batting average allowed and a 0.00 ERA. Overall, still eight starts form 191 opponent batting average, 285 OBP, 1.11 whip, 286 ERA on 44 innings pitch. He's got a 278 ERA in the month of June and he's given up two runs or less in three out of his last five. I absolutely love this pitching matchup, but a few more key trends. Texas, 30th in the MLB in first five inning runs per game allowed at a 3.5 run, 5-1 average. Oakland, 15th in the MLB in first five inning run per game allowed at a 2.28 average. Texas is 19 and 43 straight up in the last 62 meetings between these two teams. 6 and 25 in the last 31 meetings in Oakland. I don't need them for the full damn game. I just need them for the first five and they just need to be winning by one run. I guarantee they do that today. Give me the Oakland Athletics first five run line minus a half. Yeah, I'll be right there with you, my man. Uh, I don't know how much more I can add to it. That six, what was it, six and twenty-five last thirty-one in Oakland. In Oakland, yeah. That ain't nothing, man. Some of these teams from the Midwest or the East Coast, when they have to travel all the way to the West Coast, it's a struggle historically mm-hmm. for them. It doesn't make it. T- I mean, it makes a little bit of a sense, but big time. It's not like it's year to year. I mean, there's a hand, just a handful of teams that struggle when they go to the West Coast in certain spots. So. On top of, I'm just laying that out on top of everything that you said because everything Appreciate else it. I love there with you. Appreciate it. Uh, there you go. Thank you, sir. Third best <laughs> bet of the day. Let's wrap things up with my fourth best bet of the day. Got to go back to my boys. I am taking the San Francisco Giants first five run line plus a half once again today. I'm not getting greedy with the money line. We're just sticking it in the first five. So my boy D. Sclafani couldn't get it done for us. One out of two got to get it done for us, right? 
I'm backing Kevin Gozman today. He's going up against Walker Bueller for the Dodgers, and Gozman has been the money man for this Giants team. Actually, the road money man for this Giants team, believe it or not. 10 road starts for Gozman so far this season. He's got a 176 opponent batting average allowed, a 1.02 ERA allowed on the road on 61 and two-thirds innings pitched. He owns a 1.73 ERA in the month of June so far. He's given up one earned run or less in eight out of his last 10 starts. The or more games were only two runs, and that was two games, two earned runs. And he owns a 0.00 ERA and a .095 opponent batting average in six innings pitched against the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. 138 at-bats overall for this Dodgers team against Gozman. 209 batting average, 259 on base percentage, and 574 on base plus slugging. Ah, see? Didn't think I knew what all the acronyms meant. (laughs) I do. Moving right along. Bueller, you know, he's been good. He's always been solid for the Dodgers. He's always been solid across the board, but he's been a little too inconsistent for my liking, and you really don't know what you're going to get from him, and Gozman has been the definition of consistent. Just to tell you a little bit more about Bueller, he's given up two earned runs or more in three out of his last five starts, so he definitely has been that inconsistent guy, and his numbers aren't bad, but they're actually a little bit worse at home, as surprisingly as that is. Nine starts, 204 opponent batting average, 283 ERA on 57 and a third innings pitched. Uh, He does actually have a 1.38 ERA versus San Francisco in 13 innings pitched so far this season. So that all kind of leads me to if anybody's going to mess up here today, it's going to be Walker Bueller. Uh, If anybody is going to be ahead, it is going to be the Giants. But once again, we only need them to tie it. Final thoughts on this play. The Giants are 4-0 straight up in the last four Gozeman starts as a road dog. They are 5-0 in his last five starts as a dog overall and 6-0 in his last six starts versus the NL West. Bueller on the mound for these two teams when he faced them previously back on May the 28th. The game was tied 2-2 after the first five innings. That's right, I'm getting that deep. When Gozeman faced these Dodgers back on May the 30th, San Francisco won the first five innings 5-0, and they faced Clayton Kershaw. That's right, I went that deep on you. The Giants are going to rebound today. I don't want to hear any of the nonsense that they're falling off the table. They're still hot. They're still one of the best teams in baseball. If anybody's going to be leading in the first five, it's going to be the Giants. But hey, we can have them tie it too. So fourth and final best bet of the day, San Francisco Giants. First five run line plus a half. I think I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be a real low scoring game. I've been uh, high on Walker Bueller lately, but uh, I can't deny that Kevin Gozman has been better. And I'll be right there with Kevin Gozman. And yeah, I think I'll uh, I think I'll be riding with you. Hey. It might be 0 0. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But that's a winner. 0 0 1 1. That's, that's a winner in thinking. our favor. Yeah. So I think I'll be right there with you. Like I said, I uh, I really like Walker Bueller, but Gozman undoubtedly has been better. So Too doggone good. So there you go. There you have it. My four best bets of the day, our mag's four best bets of the day, the eight favorite picks coming from the TTL crew today. Hope you heard them all and hammered them in right away. If not, we'll recap them all shortly on the best bets of the day segment. But moving right along, quick pit stop by the special play of the day. You heard it once already, but once again, it's time for the Twofer Tuesday Parlay. 
Told you uh, one NBA leg, one MLB leg. Partner, I'm going to let you kick things off. I don't really care which way you go here. I think you have a little bit more information than I potentially do on the baseball play. So maybe if I can lead you in that direction. The uh, baseball play? Yeah, piggyback okay. anything there. And uh, after a quick sip of some high-quality H2O, I will be right back on the microphone. Alrighty, No worries. Uh, first play out of this one, coming out of the Pirates versus Rockies game, we are taking the Rockies on the run line at home, minus one and a half. You've got Chase DeYoung on the mound for the Pirates versus Herman Marquez for the Rockies. And I really like Herman Marquez, especially at home. In six of his last seven starts overall, he has allowed one earned run or less. He has one terrible start on the road in June. I mentioned he is better at home. Uh, but six out of seven starts, one earned run or less. He has been lights out aside from that one start. Uh, and now you got uh, let's see, Chase DeYoung. Don't know much about this guy. He is making his fifth start on the season. He's got a 4.94 ERA over those five starts. And I think that number is going to start ticking up. He's got a career ERA well over six earned runs in his career. Not a guy that typically is at the forefront of a starting pitching rotation. Typically gets thrown in there. Um, bring brought up from AAA or maybe a little trade out of necessity because some people have uh, injuries. And that's the case right here, and I think his number is going to start skyrocketing, and it starts today in Coors Field, and the Rockies are going to uh, put up a handful of runs on him, in my opinion, partner. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, not a whole lot I can add to that. The Rockies are just so doggone good in Coors Field this right. year. Um, one thing I did want to add, though, that the Rockies' run line is currently getting 91% of the bets without any money signal on that, so generally tends to mean that it's about 90 percent of the money or it's 99.8 percent of the money uh okay. because the uh old uh the old P roots there will only get about 9% of the bets on that run line. So like that early here today, especially with that uh, being one of the later games on today's slate, uh, I do believe this one uh, is right yeah, around eight, know. eight or nine o'clock tonight, uh, May seven or eight might be one of those. And for a game like this, you know, there are certain cases where that would scare me as far as a ton of public. This doesn't sure. seem like a game that's going to have a lot of volume from the public no, on it. Not I mean, at the all. Pirates and Rockies, especially not the Rockies run <laughs> line. I don't think so. I think what all. that says to me is that's a lot of, people that are a little bit more educated, not to say the public's not educated in certain spots, but right. definitely doesn't scare me as much as, uh, you know, a game like the next one we're going to talk about if that was the case. Absolutely. So there you go. First leg on the two for Tuesday parlay, the Rockies, Colorado Rockies minus one and a half. Second leg, we're going to the NBA, the lone conference final game on tap tonight, Milwaukee Bucks versus Atlanta Hawks. We're going to skip aside. Told you I might like the Hawks overall. It's still trying to get to seven and a half. If it does, I'm hammering the hell out of it. I hope you do too. But we are going to go to the game total. Total is set at 218 and a half, and we are taking over 218 and a half in this matchup. Couple key reasons, you know, these last few playoff games have really been key indicators, and uh, we really watch trends and pick up trends when it comes to the NBA and capping them. Um, you know, the last two games between these two teams have gone under. They've consistently dropped the point total. This is now the lowest point total uh, in the last three games, actually, overall between these two teams. So, you know, it's a setup line. Uh, 
there's nothing else you can really right. say about it. Um, right now, the line has uh, it opened up. Uh, ooh, excuse me, I do apologize. Backed out real quick. Uh, the line did open up at uh, two twenty three and a half, and it is now dropped down to two eighteen and a half, despite the over currently getting thirty four percent of bets and a whopping eighty four percent of actual money ooh. wagered on this total. Uh, so yeah, I have to back the sharps there. I have to uh, stick to my sharp knowledge um, with what I know from what I've seen in the NBA playoffs so far. Actually, not to mention yesterday's 214 and a half play on the over was this pretty much exact analysis and trends. It's a sharp play. Take the over for the second leg here on the 218 and a half. Yeah, no question. I can't add too much on that side of it. Even the storylines, I think uh, the Atlanta Hawks are going to come back with a little bit more firepower on offense. Yeah. I think some of their role players are going to start pouring it in a little bit more in this game. Someone like Kevin Herter probably. Uh, and you know, despite I saw an update already that Trey Young was in shoot around today, so it doesn't seem like he's going to miss this game. I think he's going to, uh, you know, give it, give it everything he's got, and I don't think at least offensively scoring the ball it's going to hurt him too much. I'm really opinion. not. I'm really not buying into that too much. You know, with with all of the advances in modern medicine, if it's not a deep sprain or an actual broken ankle or something like that. The, the the cryo stuff they have the the big boots you've seen those guys wear that puffs up to that big around around their legs and pumps hot and cold air in there and all this stuff I think he's gonna be a lot better than the public is expecting him to be I mean it was at the end of the game everybody was tired anyway and I don't think I think he had it in his mind too that hey I think this game is out of reach. I don't need to push this. We right. need to focus more on the future instead mm-hmm. of me potentially being screwed. So all that being said, we are skipping size. We are taking the over 218.5 for our second leg on the two for Tuesday parlay. With all that being said, let's just get right into the recap of today's best bets of the day. Without further ado, they are now. Live on your screen, we are coming to you live from beautiful Oakland uh, Coliseum. Coliseum. It is Oakland Coliseum still. They might have a sponsor name on there. I'm honestly not sure. I have no idea either. Nonetheless, you're not here for the stadium. You're here for the (laughs) picks. So top left of your screen, if you're not watching but listening you would have no idea so listen on up get out those sports books let's hammer them in the ttl crew's best bets of the day r max four best bets he's taking the miami marlins first five money line the tampa bay rays first five money line the atlanta braves first five money line and the milwaukee brewers minus one and a half on the right side of your screen, my four best bets coming at you today. I'm taking the Seattle Mariners, first five run line plus one and a half. The Arizona Diamondbacks, first five run line plus a half. San Francisco Giants, first five run line plus a half. And the Oakland A's, first five run line minus a half. Moving right along into the special play of the day right below all of our best bets. The two for Tuesday parlay now live on your screen one more time. Overall odds right around plus 289. The last time I checked, Milwaukee Bucks versus Atlanta Hawks over 218 and a half and Colorado Rockies minus one and a half. Parlay those up for the aforementioned two for Tuesday parlay. And there you have the TTL Cruise nine best bets of the day i love it i love them all love them all we're turning the ship in the right direction we have consistently been on the up escalator 
you know, we just uh, got our shoelace stuck in the escalator. We just got our shoelace stuck. We had to stop off on the second floor for a minute. Now it's time to just skyrocket to the rooftop. All right. So without further ado, Hammerman, lock them home, sprinkle a little bit of cheddar down, whatever you like to say, just make sure you get today's best bets from the TTL crew in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Now, you might also see some additional words on the screen here. Uh, once again, if you're listening, you wouldn't see these, but uh, we got the Moneyline Dice coming in hot. 2-0 start to the week. Hammered in the Dodgers on the, or not the Angels. Dodgers, the Angels last night. Uh, I was thinking LA. I don't Close know. Just, I was even, I knew I was on the Yankees. That was bizarre. I was on the Yankees and the Angels. I saw Angels and I still said Dodgers. Mm. That's weird. Mm. Either way, the Angels' money line last night cashed with ease, and the under 10.5 that they took as well cashed with ease. So now, once again, the money line dice have officially chipped away to even back to 500, 25, 25, and 1. 51 official bets on the TTL pod. Congratulations, dice. Congratulations. What a show. What a show. What a show, by the way. What a show. All right. So without further ado, <laughs> it's time. To get into today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day, as always, the dice have officially made it to set. They are live. As I get them out and prepared for their usual episodic roll mm -hmm. and get everything else set up for the viewing pleasure of our viewers at home, could you be so kind, Mr. Magnuson, as to uh, set the scene here? Little home away, little fave dog, little what the hell is the point total, little where the hell are we playing, little any backstories we need to know about in this game, if you could be so kind. I will go ahead and do just that. Thank you, sir. Uh, so Padres Reds here coming in to Cincinnati. Padres are rolling out Blake Snell, left-hander. A little bit of a shaky season for him. Uh, not quite what you expected from the guy after the big acquisition. However, he is coming off of a five innings, four hits, no runs versus the Dodgers. So potentially now could be the time that he turns it around. I said that a few weeks ago, had a similar start, and then followed that up with a big old uh, crooked number on the board for whoever he was facing. I don't even remember. But he is facing Tony Santillian on the mound. For the Reds, and Santillian has not made too many starts. This will be his fourth, actually, 24-year-old, uh, and uh, not too bad so far, 3.29 ERA. The Reds have won two out of those three games, actually. Lost to the Padres already. He threw three innings, four hits, three earned runs, gave up two home runs. So still a little bit of a toss-up here. Uh, home and away splits for these teams. The Reds are 19 and 18 at home, while the Padres are 17 and 18 on the road. So pretty much of a pretty big toss-up here. Uh, Padres coming in as the favorite, minus 150, with the Reds coming in at plus 128 on the run line. The Padres are minus one and a half, plus 102, with the Reds coming in at minus 118 on the plus one and a half run line. Over under for this one is set at 10. My early gut says under, but I don't know because that's why we put it up to the dice because I have no idea. Sharp money is coming in on the over. 52% uh, of bets on the over while 76% of money on the under. So the actual on the action app here, the sharp indicator is for the over while the big money is coming in on the under. The money line here, Padres getting 
decent amount of the action here. 65% of the bets coming in on the Padres money line and 72% of the money. So pretty big toss up here. No idea what's going to happen. Is Blake Snell going to continue being the pitcher that we thought he was going to be? Or is he going to revert back to being the mediocre? Who the hell knows what we're getting here out of Blake Snell guy that we've kind of seen all season long. Partner, are we ready? Sir, we are ready. Who knows what we're going to find out? Who knows what we're going to see? But that's why we leave it up to the Moneyline Dice. There is uh, no other entity we would rather have make this choice for us. So without further ado, now live on your screen, the Moneyline Dice and the Legendary Hammer. So without further ado, let me grab these bad boys up on here from me real quick. Let me give them a nice shake. Wake them up here. Here, I'll let you guys even hear it, you know. Well, that sounds good. Oh, hey, maybe we start a little ASMR channel here over at TTO. Dice ASMR. So there you go. They're awake. They're live. You see, they're real. Without further ado, as always, the first roll of the day, home or away, are we siding with the away team San Diego Padres or the home team Cincinnati Reds in three, in two, in one? Whoa. I'm not even going to touch because it stayed fine. Away team Padres. Away team Padres it is. There you are. There you have it. Now, ATS or Moneyline, do these dice think they're going to get it done handily, or do we just need to have them get it done by one? In three, in two, in one. Moneyline. Moneyline. Minus 150 on the Moneyline. Okay, so Padres, Moneyline for the first official pick. Now for the wild card, roll to the total. Reroll or double down. Three. Under, Take under. under again. Okay. Dice listened to my gut, apparently. So Probably not. They said no hell not. There. No the hell not. There you have it. <laughs> the dice have spoken. If you want a guaranteed take. Two tickets to the window tonight. The Dice working on their record to go 27-25-1 officially on the TTL pod. Lock in the San Diego Padres money line and under 10. 10 runs. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. No, no additional rolls today. No craziness. They said we're shooting straight for the punch. We don't need any re-rolls. We don't need no double downs. We're going to give you two bangers once again, right away. So there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Love to see it, Dice. Away they go. Thank you very much, Moneyline Dice. Thank you, Dice. We appreciate you. Let me just get you put away right off the bat, huh? So we ain't got to worry about it. So that does it for today's Moneyline Dice Roll of the Day. Once again, for those of you who could not see it live on your screen for one reason or another, San Diego Padres Moneyline and the under 10 runs in the game total. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Oh, always, as always, quick reminder, you want your own Moneyline Dice, nice and easy. Uh, We put the link in this episode's description. It is MoneylineDice.com. Very easy. We also put our coupon code on there for you as well. You might see some other jokers saying, oh, hey, we we like Moneyline Dice too. You should get with us. Well, you shouldn't because <laughs> they don't trust Moneyline Dice like we do. We roll five days a week and, uh, you know, 
They uh they don't roll one day a week. They just trying to uh get a little extra backing, if you will. We believe in the dice. They are present on every show. And if you want your own, go enter code TTL10 at checkout. Once you pick out everything you need on moneylinedice.com, you're gonna get 10% off your first order, and you can start rolling right alongside the crew every single day on every single episode, and even on Saturday and Sunday too. So get your own moneylinedice.com easily in this episode's description. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for the Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Uh, Outside of that, let me briefly, before I send the kind gambling folks out of here, let me close that. Um, One moment, uh, going back to this, uh, just so I can. All right. So here we are. That does it for the first half of episode 69 of the Talk in the Line podcast. If you are one of the kind, gambling, betting, degenerate folks that just stops by for the first half of the show for our best bets of the day, the special play, the analysis, the trends, and everything in between, and you're about to head on out of here. First things first, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, taking a few moments to kick it with me and Mags, for getting in the trenches with us every single day and going to battle with these books. All jokes aside, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you. We do this for each and every one of you, and we are going to keep analyzing, inciting, researching all the above to get better and better and better at handicapping and analyzing these sports betting picks to make them better for you so we can run them to the window all the time. But nonetheless, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you to the moon and back. But if you are out of here, don't stay away for too long now. We need you back on Wednesday's show because we got another battle with the books and we need your help bankrupting them one play at a time. So peace and love. Have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday. But for you, kind TTL faithful, sticking around for the second half of today's show, it is time to get into some nonsense, some banter, some ranting, some reactions on two days. Shouldn't have said it already, but rants and reactions. I'm just full of it today. I, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> so there we go. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen, as always, for the viewing pleasure of those of you at home. That was the, one of the worst flo- uh, throws so far. Moving on into today's rants and reactions. First pit stop, we are going to be uh, meandering on through, if you will. We're stopping by the eight-sided circle. The Octagon, the UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, the premier fighting destination Mm -hmm. in the world today. You know, they got me a little chapped. Me as well, my man, me as well. And we'll go all the way through this and who actually is all behind this. But, you know, I've been... uh, I've been a fan of the UFC and watching religiously every... Since you could only get pay-per-views... Once every six months, so well over a decade. And, you know, they've done this in the past, and I didn't think 
that they would do it again. Is but here the, we go. Is this the worst of it? No, they did this almost. Oh, I'll get into this okay. too um, with the previous champion. Okay. So first things first, if you don't know, we are going to the heavyweight division where shit has hit the fan. Told you guys, I promised you guys, I was bringing you in-depth stuff here on the UFC and the world of MMA. This is in-depth. So you have champion Francis Ngannou. He has been the champion for about three months now. One in dominant fashion. Very and convincingly. We, we have seen him for a total of 20 seconds in the year 2021. Mm -hmm. Very deserving of that championship. Very deserving, not only from his backstory, but who the fighter that Stipe was and still is. Francis is by far one of the baddest men on the planet at 235, 225 plus. 235 plus, whatever it is now. That all being said, you had Cyril Gaon fight Alexander Volkov this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Cyril Gaon won in a five-round unanimous decision. Very great fight. So obviously, he's got to move up the rankings. He is now number three. Number two is the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. And number one is Stipe. Well, Stipe's out for a while, so we got two and three. In my mind, everybody's mind... Derek Lewis is the next one up. He deserves it. He's been fighting absolutely terrifically. He's been blowing through the, comp the competition without any trouble whatsoever. So it's his time to face Francis. And everybody wants to see that. Those are the two best heavyweights right now, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's sure. opinion right now, in the heavyweight division in the UFC. So they come up with the date of August 7th. And Francis says, ah, can't do it, one reason or another. Don't really know all the logistics of that. But he's the champion. A little too soon. He can do whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. A little quick for him. A little too quick. I'd wanna, I, I want a little bit of extra time. He can do whatever he wants. Every other champion in the UFC is afforded that pleasure. Just because Francis hasn't racked in the real pay-per-view money yet and hasn't had the long time in the cage, the UFC is sliding him. So then they propose, all right, you can't do that. Let's do September the 25th. And he says, no question, no problem, I'm in. Give me the contract, I'll sign on the dotted line. I just want an extra month, no problem. UFC says, okay. We'll also get into that. Who is the UFC? Who's making these calls? That's also a little something interesting I'm going to get into too. However, he says, send me the contract. I I'm on it, no problem at all. So a few days go by, no contract, no contract, no contract. UFC announces now that they couldn't find anything else and they needed to beef up that August 7th card as previously stated. So they are now pushing Nganu to the side, potentially threatening to strip him and allowing Cyril Gan and Derek Lewis to fight for the interim heavyweight title on August the 7th. What are we even talking about? Because first things first, Francis Ngannou wasn't even afforded that luxury to fight for the IC against Jarzino Rosenstreich back in 2019. So why are we even here? What, what, what problem does the UFC have against Ngannou? I don't really get this at all, and I can't wait to see Ngannou talk with Ariel Helwani in the next couple days right. because it is always electric when those two get together and Helwani has been on top of this like nobody right. else. That's what I was going to say. So then he is actually who led me down my next rabbit hole of Hunter Campbell mm -hmm. who you're saying who the fuck is that? Right. Exactly. 
if you listen to some of Uncle Dana's post-fight pressers, he is the attorney that he always refers to in those meetings. We got to talk. I got to talk with the attorney. What He is the attorney. Per Ariel Helwani, as I understand it, he is a GM of sorts and basically pulls all the strings, make the plays in regards to fighter contracts, fighter rosters, all that stuff, just like you would see a baseball GM, if you can picture it in that way, but in regards to just fighters on a roster, but doesn't have to answer to anybody, doesn't have to ever face the media, doesn't have to ever show his face really, or really have to even put his stamp on anything that the UFC does, but he basically has all the cards. Mm -hmm. So... With all that being said, there's even more to this that we don't know. There could be something between Campbell and Nganu. Who knows what's going on there? Who knows what the deal is with all of that? But then you start looking even further into this, and you wonder why the UFC couldn't just wait an extra month. You wonder why John Jones is still even in the conversation right. at this point. Now when we now have an IC fight that is inter, interim champion mm -hmm. for, for you guys, <laughs> for right. anybody who didn't know. An icy fight, while we have a standing heavyweight champion, right. there is no, like, there's nothing there. <laughs> um, the Stipe case, when Francis should have got his IC fight, Stipe was out for nine months, right. not to mention. And then everything all together, it just, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. Nganu has done nothing but been dedicated to the UFC. He has, this has been his whole life, his whole dream, his whole journey, everything he's done coming from the coal mines in Cameroon, or I think it's Cameroon. I hope I didn't yeah, misspeak yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Um, either way, he, he this was his destiny. And now you're going to potentially strip it from him and are, are going in a completely other direction just because he hasn't fought for three months and needed an extra month. Do you realize all the extra craziness that is going on? You don't, you don't need to have an Nganu Lewis right after McGregor Poirier. Like, it's all good. You can find another main event. Like, there could have been a way better main event besides an interim belt between Cyril Gan and Derek Lewis, for crying out loud. Right. Rant the fuck over. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be one thing if Nganu was, uh, you know, not expressing that he was going to come back shortly after that or like ah maybe i need more time as in like months on months on months it's not like that at all it's not, not like at that all. at all i don't get it not at and all. Uh, like you said and francis is uh unquestionably undoubtedly the baddest i would say the baddest man on the planet right baddest now. dude on the planet yeah no question. it's unquestionable no question and uh you know i i'm interested in this fight lewis versus gone on on the surface you sure. know narratives aside i i like that fight sure but it, 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 for, it for the interim belt, it's it's fucking ridiculous. There's no there's no reason for there it's to be an interim ridiculous. belt. And whoever wins for the real belt between Nganu and Lewis, what it should be, then Gan gets them. Sure. I mean that that's just sure. fine. Gan doesn't need Gan can wait. Gan, but the other thing is is like there's a well then who does Gan fight? Let him fight somebody. Let him fight Curtis Blades. Let him sure. fight somebody who has sure. been sitting in the top five for the last six, eight, 12, 13 months. Right. Let him fight one of those guys. He's he doesn't need to fight yeah. Derek Lewis. Yes, Cyril Gan has been fighting great and proved that he can hold his own against a dominant striker in Alexander Volkov. Fine. He's got time. No problem. He's got plenty of time to get that championship fight especially to get bumped up in front of some of those other guys who have had a few hiccups in the road but have been 
just fine. And I think could hold their own against Cyril given enough and a good training camp. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, there you go. There you have it. Kind of disappointed with what uh, what's going on there in the heavyweight division. Yeah, like you said, I'm interested to hear Francis's opinion on it. I mean, yeah, I will. I, I can't I'll be all over Helwani because be yeah, you mentioned Helwani's been all over it. He's been all over. You know what the hell is going on here? This doesn't really make sense. That's kind of the side he's been on himself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Good. There you go. There you have a good rant. rant. Uh, We'll be sure to continue to cover that. I will be sure to continue to dive deep into UFC and the world of MMA and bring you the latest. Actually, a little bit more info from the world of MMA or former MMA or just all encompassing MMA. We had Joe Schilling, former Bellator and Glory fighter. If you don't know what Glory is, it is K1 kickboxing, Muay Thai. And uh, then you also have Bellator, which is basically the closest competition you can get to UFC, I mm-hmm. would say, outside of like PFL. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much on the same level. Well, Joe Schilling is a bad dude. One of them bad dudes that uh, just looks like a fighter. One of them guys that uh, said, yeah, I'm going to be a fighter for uh, the rest of my life. I'm just going to get my forehead tattooed and then everything else on my body. So, hey, yeah, off, awesome. I hey, I have my own work. No problem. Whatever. No big deal. i not saying anything like that. But the dude looks like he could kill me. Sure does. I would probably be pretty damn respectful in any situation that I find myself in with him. Or anyone who looks like that. Or anybody who looks like that, for fuck's <laughs> sakes. Period. So, little did you not know about me, uh, I used to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Mm-hmm. The green machine, if you will. Uh, back a few years back. And the uh, so starting everything off, kind of going back. Uh, why I say that, I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you that in a minute. But there, there is a video that I posted on my Twitter of this whole scene that happened. But I will lay the scene for you, if you will. So you have a young man, uh, and you could about pick him out out of a crowd. Your typical car dealership salesman if mm-hmm. you will black slacks gray button-up long sleeve shirt the classic black and gray tie stripe tie to match worst combo i've ever seen in my life the nice dockers you know the whole deal well he's uh got his girl standing next to him talking to a table and you can just see how he's how he's working and he thinks he's a gangster you could you could just see how he's carrying himself so okay no problem whatever that was the first thought in my head Well, enter Joe Schilling from the very back, coming from the restrooms, draining the main vein. He says, I ain't got no time for this bullshit. I'm trying to eat dinner. Dude's standing in the middle of the walkway, so he just kind of puts his hand on his back and just pushes him out of the way Mm -hmm. and keeps continuing to walk. As he continues to walk, the guy, he, Joe kind of shakes his head as the guy mumbled something, and Joe continues to walk. Well, then you hear the guy say, hey, to which Joe stops. And turns around, as any other man who looks like that would. Uh, I do have a stepfather who is uh, six foot four, north of two bills, and would probably do the exact same thing, because he looks quite similar to Joe Schilling <laughs> without all the tattoos. This young man then proceeds to look Joe Schilling in the eye, mutter some stuff you can't see on camera, and then one of these. And when the one of these came, and he decided that he was going to get puffy-chested on Joe Schilling... Joe Schilling remembered everything over the last 20 years in the octagon and said, 
Sock, sock, one piece in or two piece in a soda, and nighty night went this boy. And when I say nighty night, he was pushing up daisies on the ground. This boy was sleepy sleep. And Joe Schilling, calm, cool, collected, knocked this man the fuck out, and then walked right back to his seat and continued to eat his dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, fighters are a different breed of human. Word to the wise, next time you see a man with tattoos on his fucking forehead, just let him push you out of the way. Don't say anything. Mm -hmm. Now, Joe Schilling is trying to say this was self-defense, which... I don't know if that's going to go over so well. It's a bit comical in its own right. Granted, the dude was way out of line and should have never done that to Joe Schilling, but Joe Schilling probably shouldn't have knocked him out. So, so I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. On the surface, you've got a guy who's about, what is he, about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, probably. Oh, easy money. Yeah, and easy the other money. guy looked about every bit at 5'10". Yeah. So, I mean, on that surface value, you can say, come on, Joe, you know that wasn't any damn self-defense. What the hell is 5'10", and the most uh, athletic activity he's had was in <laughs> eighth grade PE class. Yeah, so. basically. So, I mean, and, but at the same time, if it's two guys like our size, we're pretty similar size, maybe, you know, give or take, you know, certain aspects of it, I suppose. But if I did this to you, you're probably going to do the same thing to me and Correct. probably throw a right hook at me. Correct. So, Especially with my past. Also, you guys didn't know, uh, used to uh, be an right. amateur MMA fighter. So yeah, so I, I kind of have that wiring as well. Don't flex on me if you don't want to catch one of these. If you really I, dive into it, is it self-defense? Not saying, I'm just saying. Right. Is it really self-defense <laughs> when you really dive into it? Because this dude is solid six inches and probably another solid hundred pounds of muscle heavier than him? No. Oh, but why I mentioned uh, oh, yes, I worked yes, at Enterprise yes, yes. Rent-A-Car, <laughs> this guy, Enterprise Rent-A-Car branch rental manager to a T. Yeah. To a T. And if any of our fans out there, anybody watching, is a former green machine employee first of all i'm right here with you former <laughs> clone glad to see you but uh you couldn't you could pick him out of a crowd he's he's every single branch manager you ever seen so <laughs> i mean it got me that was the first thought in my head and then i thought oh wow this guy thinks he's really tough oh wow this is a really big guy walking in the background oh no he just said hey for him to turn around <sighs> He went to sleep. Yeah, I think all of us know about <laughs> at least five of those dudes. Yeah. You see that dude, you're like, oh, you know what? This guy reminds me of this person, this I got, person, this yeah, person. You know, I, I used to know that guy in college. Yeah, yeah. Big time, big yeah. time. But that does it for the MMA, the UFC. Wanted to share that with you guys. And make sure if you want to see that video, go to my Twitter page. It's only about 30 seconds long, but it is electrifying. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Uh, but moving right along. Nothing uh, crazy coming out of the NFL. Uh, we'll keep the eyes peeled, eyes wide as we move on to now. Hashtag 72 days until the start of the regular NFL football season. It is right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. If you also didn't see me on Twitter last night, I uh, broke out the old helmet mug you did. last night. Uh, had to give her a little test run. I hadn't hadn't sure. given her a test run yet, and I said, ah, I can't wait another 73 days. I gotta relax. I, I, I gotta get this sucker out of the cabinet. Yeah, I need to uh, dust off the old uh, stadium cups. Ah. The stadium cups. Mm. I got three or four of those bad boys. Yeah, I got uh, got them big Hooters 32 yeah. ounces too, I like to use <laughs> on my Sundays. Those are for the boys. I got about six of those bad boys. 
So there you go. There you have it. Nothing major in the NFL. Um, quick little pit stop because I want to save the rest of the time for the MLB. Uh, quick little pit stop. NBA playoffs. Two words. Well, I guess two words in a letter. Playoff P. 41 points dropped by PG-13 last night, ladies and gentlemen. That man went the hell off. The unfortunate part, uh, much like as Rob Perez said, now the Clippers have to depend on PG to do this for right. the next four games right. uh, in order for, or three games, or two games, I'm sorry. Two games. <laughs> they only have to play seven. That would be like <laughs> Okay, so two games. Uh, That is the unfortunate part, though, because it does not look like Kawhi is going to be back. Actually, happy birthday, Kawhi Leonard. Uh I know you're not watching. 30th birthday. Uh, If anybody is watching that happens to know him by some random per chance, tell him we said happy birthday, Kawhi. Uh, 30th birthday for the big man, big 3-0. Yeah, unfortunately, they won't have him back. Uh, I know you can speak a lot more on this than I can. Obviously, I'm the more the handicapping side, but... What do you think? You think the Clips have any shot? You think Ty Lue still has an opportunity? I mean, Ty Lue said it yesterday. They got a chance to come back 3-1 or two days ago, whatever it was now. Yeah, so I was kind of saying yes. I don't think I said it on the pod. Maybe it was off of uh, you know, just you and I talking. But if the Clippers got that game last night, I like their chances in game six. But like you said, they Paul George has to do maybe not 40 points, but at least 30, 35 if mm-hmm. they want a chance at uh, you know, taking it because you know, that Suns offense has still got a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of question marks the last few games with Definitely. Chris Paul coming back, Devin Booker not being uh, what everyone has expected him to be. But, uh, you know, I, I still lean Suns in seven. If the Clips can get out and set the tone, that that's what I've seen when watching yeah, the Clippers. No question. If they get out early, get one of those. 6070 leads going on. They just never look back. They never right. turn around. Because, so. I mean, does Paul George have the talent to do this again for oh, another two yeah. games? No question. Hell yeah. But I tweeted it last night. There is not any single person in sports, in my opinion, unless I'm blanking on somebody that goes from hero to, I don't know, villain's the right word, or just scapegoat. scapegoat. Yeah, I guess scapegoat. Hero yeah. to scapegoat back and forth more yeah. than play, uh, Paul George. And, uh, you know, more, more than, than playoff P. Well, yeah, more than playoff P. And, uh, <laughs> That's kind of why I'm leaning Suns and seven because I, yeah. you know, you have to imagine given those trends that he's gonna have at least one game where he kind of, you know, misses a couple of free throws or it doesn't show up in a quarter or something like that because that's right. kind of been the trend. Right. And uh, you know, obviously he was fantastic last night. So okay, so game six lines already out. Clippers open minus one favorites in L.A. You backing them? You fading them? You think they get game six and then this happens, Suns and seven? Yeah, I think they get game six, man. Okay, because I, I, I liked it, it too. I, I like that uh, Clippers minus one and a half or minus one. Uh, whatever their defense is, their defense has been great whenever it's in LA too. Yeah, so that's kind of the other. Absolutely, like and that. their whole motto last night was just make it back home. Yeah, just make it back home. One that's all they time. needed to do, one game at a time. So now they're back in LA. And I, too, think uh, that I'm going to be backing them tomorrow on the minus one. Uh, you got Bucks hawks tonight. Uh, you know, I'm honestly, I think I'm going to hammer in the Hawks plus seven regardless. Um, one thing I've learned in these playoffs, when everybody in their dogs is backing a favorite at a large point total, that favorite 90% of the time is not going to cover. Right. And another 90% of the time, probably going to lose that game outright it's just how it's happened but i can tell you i'll say 99 of the time won't cover 90 of the time they'll lose the game outright so i think i gotta hammer in the hawks just because everybody is back in milwaukee everybody knows the storylines and 
this is gambling at the end of the day. This is Vegas at the end of the day. You think that they're just going to give you a juicy Milwaukee line that easy and just continue to tick it up all day yeah. and, hey, keep hammering it. Keep throwing your money at it. Right. People will keep making it better for you. Yeah, it's not how Vegas works. I hate yeah. to tell you. I've been doing this uh, for a short time, but just long enough to know that that is not how Vegas works, ladies and gentlemen. So I think uh, I got to go with the Hawks tonight, plus seven. Do I think they get the outright win? 50-50. Uh, I think they got to get one in Atlanta. And I mean, why the hell not ga- game uh, game five here, right? Game four. Game four. Uh, yeah, it's 2-1. Though. Um so yeah, why not game four? They got to get one in ATL. I think the place will be rocking. I think that Trey Young, much like I said earlier, uh, advances in modern medicine. You know, one of these, one of these little deals. Like if it was, because I've I've had sprained ankles sure, and stuff sure, sure, before, sure. and you know how serious those are. But I think it it's a little bit less than that. And I think that if he was at shoot around today, and there's not really any questions, and he was exploding off of it. I think he's going to be okay tonight. Yeah, I'm a little wishy-washy. I think I'm going to stay away from the spread. I think it's going to be a sweaty one. I think it's going to come right around that. Little backdoor cover. Maybe, maybe. But I, uh, I, uh, you know, I took the Clippers last night and made the uh, made the money on that. And I like the over tonight plenty more than I like either side here. So same, same. I think I'm staying away. So from might have spread. to do that. We'll see. Uh, if it, like I said, if it goes up to seven and a half, I 150 percent am definitely mm-hmm. taking that son of a bitch. So uh, just word from the wise for you there. <sighs> Don't want to talk about it, but I got to real quick. NHL Stanley Cup playoff action. My Habs lost five to one last night. Son of a bitch. What the hell's going on? No, I'm not jumping off the ship. No, I ain't off the bandwagon. No, there is no way I'm not going to continue to back my abs. You can all piss off. You can all pound sand. I ain't going to hear none of the negativity or any of the bullshit. The defending champs got to get the first game. Whatever. Partner thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. It was uh, not quite what I expected. I thought it was going to be a lot lower scoring from both sides. Me too. Obviously lower scoring from the Habs, but uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think it's. I mean, we've seen this in the in the all playoff long where you know it could be a five one game or anything eight nothing. We've seen seven one, and every single time the team that gets on the you know the receiving end of that beatdown, maybe not every single time, but there's been a lot of times where that team that's on the receiving end of that beatdown. Bounces back, bounce back easy. Bounces yeah. back in the next game, and uh, in many cases, they've won the series. So, well, my thoughts on this whole deal going on. Um, you know, it's incredibly hard to win a championship of any sport mm-hmm. in back-to-back years, and I kind of view this Tampa Bay Lightning team like the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, super high-powered, very great team. Now, do I view the Habs as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Really, but they do have some big brand names. They do have some guys that can get it done. I think that Shea Weber wakes up. I think we see Cole Caulfield start having some big games. I think that just game seven was a little bit too big for the young man. He had a beautiful shot, a shot that he puts in nine times out of ten that just went right over the goalie's shoulder, right over Vasilevsky's shoulder, and then just right over the bar. I mean, nine times out of ten, he puts that in. So I just think it was a little early game, game one jitters, and uh, the Habs will be just fine game two, and then especially going into Montreal. I I think that is going to play heavy, 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 heavy here for uh, the Lightning, who haven't even really had to travel all too far so far, I uh, do believe. They, yeah, no, I think they've wrong. been a lot on the East Coast. So Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm still on my Habs. You're not getting me off of them. I don't care what you want to do carry on last thing to stop by here um 
MLB, back to the war on sticky stuff. Just a quick pit stop. Uh, nothing crazy. Obviously, no checks, no ejections, no nothing, nothing, nothing. No new noteworthy last night because something slipped under the radar. And I'm here waving the red flag, MLB. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> What, what the fuck is going on? What what are you guys running out here? This Mickey Mouse show, everybody getting ejected. You got uh, Mr. Hernandez. Santiago. Santiago Hernandez getting destroyed. No, Hector Santiago. Hector Santiago. Either way, I don't know his doggone name. I don't care. He's a pitcher on the Seattle Mariners in relief. I don't care. It's you. only reason you know is because he's a previous Sox pitcher. Either way, what's going on out here? What am I talking about? Well, let me indulge you. Yesterday, we took the Houston Astros minus one and a half and minus two and a half on the Monday Madness Parlay. And those Baltimore Orioles got the job done. And those pitchers were looking good against one of the hotter teams in the MLB. Actually, one of the hottest teams in the MLB at home. And they just so happened to be it back at Minute Maid and seemed to be great and Granky's on the mound. And it wasn't the case. So I dove deep into a little bit of Twitter and a good friend over at John Boy Media shared a video of something that I don't believe a lot of people have seen and I think it needs to be discussed. Orioles bullpen. Let me take you there. Last night, late innings. We have a young man warming up. Not sure of the name. Couldn't really see it on the back plate. But you have him standing like so. And another pitcher, not a not a trainer. Trainer, not a coach, not any type of any other thing. A pitcher, a relief pitcher, walks over with tub of who the fuck knows, blue medical glove on one arm on one hand, swipes on in that tub and then goes up underneath our relief pitcher's armpit and does a little one of those numbers. Pitcher does a quick little bit of this and sticks his glove back on his hand. And as the other pitcher is walking away, he does one of these. (laughs) As to say, fuck, I hope that works. So... I don't think enough people are talking about this. My partner didn't even see didn't this happen. See I had to show him the video this morning. He, he didn't believe me. He said, what, what, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I didn't see none of that stuff. I showed him the video. He said, holy shit. That is a little suspicious. <laughs> it's very suspicious. So at first, my first thought, ah, a little icy hot, little little something. He's, he's, he's got something going on in the rotator cuff. First of all, why like this? Why just write like a quick swipe? Second of all, why another relief pitcher? Right. Third of all, why a medical glove? That 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 just leads me to think that that is all types of sticky stuff, all types of foreign substance. Maybe he's a you know chronic sweater. But then again, why wouldn't it be a trainer? Why wouldn't it be a trainer? Exactly. It makes no sense. I highly suggest you go to John Boy Media. I might actually retweet it after we get off the pod here. Yeah, you uh, should. Make my own video of it so it'll come out so you guys can see that because I am waving the red flag. I say the Baltimore Orioles cheated us last night. It is not fair. And somehow the Tampa Bay Lightning used foreign substances on their skates too that's how that one lost well now you're you're kind of losing yourself you're losing it, you're losing it. Uh, hold on let me uh, fucking tinfoil hat hold on sorry sorry uh but 
I suggest you look into it. I'll uh, I'll put it out there so uh, you have video coverage of it, but that as well. Um, it was yeah, suspicious. It was very, very, very suspicious. So I've been on the stories today. Colt's been on story time some, here today. Uh, armpit checks now, too. Uh, I think we need to check everything. Um, but Ever. then it's just, oh, boy. On episode number 69. How about that? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that does it for the war on sticky stuff. Uh, last couple bit of items here before we wrap up the ransom reactions, get into the motivation minutes, wrap up episode number 69. Um... Quick reminder, Action Network app, already told you, but at cash underscore with underscore Colt, at RMAGs, all caps, at Talking the Line, all of the best bets of the day. Uh, visit this uh, this uh, episode's description. Couldn't think of what I was trying to say there for the Talking the Line link tree. Uh, that'll have all of our social platforms, all of our additional content. Uh, we're actually working on a few things in the background right now um, as far as uh, trying to get back into writing. You know, that's how we started this. We had our daily news. Newsletter. Um, we are working actively uh, outside of the pod and outside of all the other nonsense we have ourselves into uh, to get back into writing, uh, to get uh, some sort of a uh, website platform, other stuff out there for you guys, and then uh, dive into a few more shows. Um, some to deal with betting, some to deal with not, some to deal with the industry. So. That's your hint for today. We are definitely up to something, and we are definitely grinding. We actually have uh, a meeting today for uh, some potential stuff coming up right around the corner. Um, not uh, not too sure all the avenues and uh, doors this could open, but I am rather excited uh, to to uh, have this meeting. I will tell you that. No so uh, hopefully we can have some good announcements uh, coming here in the coming days after we uh, we have a nice little executive meeting mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's right ladies and gentlemen so that's your hint for today we are up to something we are up to something outside of that i got nothing else that i can think of but partner anything burning on the brain melting on the heart festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that stop by episode number 69 of the ttl pod on this beautiful june 29th 2021 i've got nothing today no i've got nothing today nothing switching it up keeping us guessing okay hey switching up the hey, gears you know me i am a big proponent of keep the body guessing if you will so <laughs> nothing more power to I've you pal nothing. more power to you <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen that wraps up today's rants and reactions nothing from our mags on the sidebar today outside of that any other quick last parting thoughts? Anything you can... Hell, no, I already asked you. You ain't got shit. Why am I even trying to find anything? Because it ain't there. I don't know why the hell I'm looking for it. I got nothing either. So let's wrap this doggone show up the only way that I know how with a little bit of Motivation Minutes. Another short and sweet message for you here today, my friends, uh, but one that is extremely important and one that has paid dividends for me in my life one that is extremely hard uh, to accomplish, one that takes a lot of work, one that takes a lot of willpower and discipline, but one that will pay dividends in your life. What am I talking about? Being still. And I think that definition needs to be explained first. Being still is not throwing your hands up, 
I ain't doing nothing no more. I'm not putting in any effort. I'm not doing any work. I'm just going to let destiny take over. I'm just going to let life happen. That's not what that is. Being still is stop trying to control everything that is going on. Stop trying to find every single answer to every single question or every single problem when it's not the time to have that answer yet. Stop trying to force things into action when it's not their turn to be in play yet. Being still requires a lot of practice because when you want to go at 150 miles an hour, accomplishing left, right, and center, life will all of a sudden say, whoa, and pull you back faster and quicker than you could have ever even imagined. And I'm speaking from experience because I am somebody who does not let the grass grow under my feet. You see this guy shaking his head over here. I, I have to improve every single day. I have to learn something new. I have to get into something else. I have to stick another in the iron in the fire somewhere. It's just how I'm wired. I don't need the accolades. I don't need the, oh, he's such a hard worker, whatever. It's just how I'm wired. I'm addicted to the process. I'm addicted to the grind. So I get it. It was very, very hard for me to be still. And another part of that is is patience. Very hard for me to have patience. I want it now. I want it yesterday for crying out loud. I've been busting my ass for X, Y, Z. Why don't I already have it? It's not the time. It's not supposed to be just yet. But being still also means continuing to have the faith. It all kind of comes down to that balance. Stepping back enough to let the challenges and problems and situations and circumstances handle themselves, but also putting in the work to learn, to grow, to advance, to achieve within those circumstances, but also having the peace to just let it all be regardless of if you work at it and it doesn't work out and or, or an entirely different outcome comes being okay with that, being all right with, hey, I, I put in a boatload of effort and this didn't turn out how I thought it would, but what did you learn? What did you gain from it? What all have you accomplished? There are no failures in this life when it comes down to it. And yeah, I know being still sucks. <laughs> it's not fun. Waiting for your answers, waiting for things when you are actively putting in work and think that you should have the answers is tough. And I know it. But the final piece is keep having that faith. The best is yet to come. I promise. As long as you stop trying to control everything and get every answer to every problem that you're facing, let them come to you just continue to put in the work and do the best of your abilities and keep the faith that those answers and those overcoming of obstacles are going to come your way. I promise. But right now, you got to be still. I don't know who needs to hear it. I don't know what phase or point in your life you are that, that you're at this point. But it's your time to be still. Let everything handle itself. Keep putting in your best effort. And I promise you, the best is yet to come.
that does it for my motivation minutes for today, my friend. Good stuff, my man. Friend. As always. Can't do, uh, can't add too much of it. I mean, just got to be still. If Absolutely. you're uh, loading your plate up with too much stuff or you're trying to answer too many questions, that's just going to, chances are, that's just going to lead to stress and unhappiness. And it's uh, not what we do over here. Yeah, you can uh, definitely alleviate a lot of that by stepping back. And I hey, whether you're religious, whether you're not, whatever the case might be, um, something I always like to say is let go and let God. You, you've, I'm sure you've heard that a lot too. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty common saying, right? But uh, whatever, whatever you're concept or your mindset might be look at it from that mindset whatever whatever works in your life <laughs> to help you achieve and succeed for me it's my god and i'm not ashamed to say that at all whatever it is for you let that take over for you be still and watch magic happen so I hope that gave you a little bit of inspiration, a little extra motivation, gets you through this Tuesday. That does it for my Motivation Minutes today. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for episode number 69 of the Talking the Line podcast. Quick little uh, peruse through here. Everything looks just dandy. Oh, we didn't mention it. Got too much into the sticky stuff. Hey, congrats. Kyle Schwarber mm. ties Barry Bonds for the most homers in a 17-game span with 15. Does he get one on the board tonight per Arlie, Arlie, our mags, Riley Magnuson on <laughs> episode number 69 of the TTL pod. Schwarber ain't hitting Rich Hill at all. Might get to the bullpen. Who knows? Might get to the bullpen, but it ain't happening on the lefty here today. So congrats to Schwarby, though. Uh, obviously, still one of my favorite players with him being a recent Cubs. So I'm enjoying him uh, this year, not being on the Cubs. I'm enjoying him. I can say that. It's sure. not enjoyable for me, but I'm still loving watching him play. He's still one of my favorite players in the MLB. He's a walking bomb and a half. With all that being said, all the best bets, all the special plays, the trends, the analysis, the rants, the reactions, the hot takes, the upsets, the ups, the downs, everything in between. That does it for episode number 69 on this beautiful June 29th, 2021. As always, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, far and wide. For myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Tuesday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>